Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. Just goofing off the top. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. I'm going to take this one quite chilled. The last episode nearly killed me, to be honest. Uh, I had to stay up very late doing that episode. So that's why I've been absolutely shattered today. Because I've got the whole... The whole... The whole routine I've got for this is just the fucking wrong way around. It's like, I love doing it. It's great. But I'm now, I wait so late to actually do it that it's always just as the sun's setting. So about 6 p.m. And because I'm a fucking prick, I've only wanted to shoot this with natural light because I thought it'd be cool if it was like just natural light because I thought it was nice and soft. Uh, so I was just using the windows. But because I shoot it so late, I always leave it a bit too late so the f- the episode starts a different lighting to what it ends that's why you'll see some episodes just progressively get darker and darker because i'm always doing it at the latest possible i possibly can do it and then i spent so long editing because i get, get obsessed with making the episode as good as i can um i put way too much time into it for a daily podcast like i did yesterday i spent up i stayed up all night editing that because i couldn't download the tiktoks of all the motivational speakers they'd blocked it so i had to like screen record put it through a different software it was just it was i spent all night doing it and i'm exporting in 4k as well so if you guys if you guys are, have like a laptop or anything that can watch in 4k or connect to a tv please just watch this in 4k if you can it's not a big deal if you can't but it takes me like an extra an hour and a half maybe two hours to upload so you might as well consume it at 4k um if you guys are drinking tea i'm drinking tea so cheers um yeah i think my mum forced me to have a nap because i was rude to her because <laughs> i was being a little a little well i don't know it seems unfair well so i stayed up till 4 30 in the morning doing the episode and then mum basically got me up at 11 a.m and i don't wake up till midday that's my rule and wake up i only i can only start work about 4 p.m and i need four hours in the morning or else i'll go insane so i need four hours to do just nothing and i and my not my i I was going to say i need my mornings but i need after i wake up needs to be i'm like i'm like daniel day lewis in phantom thread you know his character where he has to have stillness at breakfast and he's really pretentious about that that's what i'm like and no one could talk to me there's too much movement entirely too much movement at breakfast i can only really start talking to people three hours after i've woken up i need to just stare at like a blank wall for about three hours i need to have a coffee i need to just read some slowly read some shit and i don't want anyone to tell me to do anything if anyone i need yeah i need three hours after i get out of bed before anyone can tell me to do anything if you tell me to do something and it's bef- it's less than three hours before I've gotten out of bed. I I'm furious about it. I just need just leave me. Let me have those three hours. That's all I have. Um, but Mum needed me to. But basically, she's been going on absolute. Ra- I've been doing this podcast. She's just been tearing the garden to shreds. Just absolutely ripping it up. Um, so she's somehow managed to amass this. Like must be tons. Like it must be over tons worth of like greenery and shrubberies and stuff she just ripped out and piled in the garden 
ready for this uh like uh plant pickup man to come pick it all up but we have to move all of the bushes and hedges should cut through our house because there's no way out the front except through the house we don't have a back gate or anything um and it's been beautiful weather for the last two weeks it's been absolutely gorgeous um but today was the shittest day it's been so far of course so it was wet it was cold it was muddy we were dragging bushes through our house so the house is just drenched in mud i found a slug in the hallway it's grim and that's how i had to wake up like that so i was in a very tetchy mood this morning um and then i called my mum ungrateful um <laughs> so she uh was not happy about that um and uh sent me to bed but it's weird because I'm, I'm it feels like i'm working hard but it's like both my family and my girlfriend's family are all nhs staff and i'm not patting myself on the back by the way um i know i've seen a lot of people manage to wiggle into the conversation if they don't work for the nhs it seems to be a huge thing that everyone keeps trying to tell people that they have members of their family close to them who work in the nhs as if they're somehow kind of more heroic oh yeah my my uncle's a doctor actually yeah 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 no he says it's really tough it's just so brave what they're doing and it's like support the nhs but don't somehow make it about you <laughs> but yeah me uh, my my cousins are actually nhs doctors they are uh my mum's a therapist and my uncle's a psychologist so there's all these people doing important work for the nhs the heroes and uh, it puts in perspective how I feel like I'm being feel feel somehow overworked and I'm doing the dumbest podcast alive. Especially my girlfriend. Her her brother's a doctor. Uh, her other brother is a policeman, and her dad's a doctor, and he's been like drafted to the front lines of coronavirus. So like these guys are all frontline public service heroes, and she's like speaking to them on like Zoom calls, and they're explaining how tough it is. Uh, dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and then she speaks to me and she'll ask what i've been doing my day <laughs> and it'll be like uh, like recently i've been trying to get a video because uh, i think it's a really funny i can't quite work it out but a video of me doing uh the robot to will young song leave right now and i don't quite know why it's funny but it's, if you look really sad try it if you look t put leave right now by will young on and start doing the robot, but just really look really sadly and look really serious. It's a real joy. So that's, it's really put in perspective how <laughs> how useless her boyfriend is when the rest of her family, uh, her brother's been sped up through police training, so he's now literally on the front lines. And I'm fucking making TikToks. <laughs> And getting pissed up if my TikToks don't go viral. And be like, I spent so long editing my podcast. I was up till 4.30 in the morning. The reason I was up till 4.30 in the morning last night is because I was on fucking Think, Think Big Work Smart. Smart fucking TikTok page, screen recording all of his dumb TikToks. And you know, it, at the moment, it felt really important. It felt like, I was, at the moment, I was like, fuck, mate, do I need these videos? And I was like, no. My fans would be furious. If they don't get to see Harry Livingston. Just put things in perspective. Been listening to some good music. Fiona Apple's good. Her new album's great. I don't, I don't want to tell anyone. I was about to tell everyone that Fiona Apple has a great album. 
But then all the other trendy people said Fiona Apple had a great album. So it's no longer trendy to say Fiona Apple, the trendiest of the trendy, has a great so- album. Because of course she does, because it's Fiona Apple. But you can only you, you have to be one of the first five people in your social circle to say Fiona Apple's new album's good. That's the rule. With, 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 with musicians like Fiona Apple, she releases an album. It's obviously a masterpiece because she's a genius. And then you need to be one of the first five people to share it and say this is 10 out of 10. Because if more than five people in your general circle have shared her album, said this is incredible, when you do it, it's like, all right, mate, just jump on the bandwagon, why don't you? Um, I'll tell you what, I've been bagging. I'll tell you what. So I'm not I'm not a big fan of Ed Sheeran at all. Um, I think his idea to call his albums uh, plus, divide, subtract is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But one of his songs absolutely slaps because I, I saw he did a cover with Stormzy and I thought that would represent the end of Stormzy as a sort of um the end of Stormzy as a sort of uh anti-establishment figure but the fuck I left just thinking that song absolutely slaps take me back to London so like he he starts rapping bars on there Ed Sheeran and like it's it, the whole music video is like just representing best of British and it's like driving around a field in a Rolls Royce and to begin with I'm thinking oh this is a bit too much but then they get verses from this new Manchester rapper called H oh I sound so fucking white H I think that's his name and then a Brum rapper who I've, Birmingham rapper who I forgot um, and it just felt I was proper vibing with it because they show Stormzy's from London they had a Birmingham rapper then they have a Manchester rap- rapper take me back to Manny gets cold up north better pack your hat and truck here and like a proper manchester and then there was like a brummy uh, rapper who was like there was like a birmingham rapper who was like i'm from brum are you dumb um so i i just it fucking slapped i, I was really vibing with that and i loved how they just represented where they were from for uh people who are not from the uk uh london is king's landing uh manchester winterfell and Birmingham is, you know, in Game of Thrones, when you see like marshland and just shit thrown into like kind of just wet, waterlogged marshland. Yeah, underneath there, that's what Birmingham would be. Um, I don't even know why I'm like, I love Birmingham. You're right, pet. Yeah, not bad. You okay? I I went to uni in the Midlands and I have a great affinity for the area. Um, because I think that's there. Everyone says how like Liverpool and Manchester people are the funniest people. I think people in Birmingham have the best sense of humour. It's very subtle. But what I respect, because Ed Sheeran in the song "Take Me Back to London," he has one bar. He has one bar uh, where he goes, "Made a Billy off the Divide tour," and though Divide's dumb as shit, you know Ed Sheeran is. I think he's the most streamed male artist of the last decade, which is absolutely wild like i don't like his music but you've got to give credit where credit's due he is literally the most streamed artist of the last decade that's a 10-year period ed sheeran and it's a real it's a real testament to it's a real testament to the british music scene that we can produce stars who are number one selling artists all over the world huge megastars and they can look like Ed Sheeran. Like in America, when you have massive stars, they're normally like Madonna, you know? Or like these kind of Lady Gaga, these kind of figures who are sort of otherworldly. But 
so weird is the kind of British musical history. We uh, we can produce people who are just like, hey, I'm I'm Ed Sheeran. Just a just a short little ginger kid with a guitar can be the most streamed artist of the decade. Lewis Capaldi. I used to dislike Lewis Capaldi a lot um, because I thought he was just peddling the same old pop shit as. Uh, most artists in the charts but because he was relatable and fun uh, everyone was like oh my god he's so authentic even though his songs are shit but I've come around to him more because he's so he's so ugly uh, he's so unfortunate looking ugly is the wrong word he's quite cute um, that I thought it was once again showed how crazy the British music industry is that one uh, genuinely one of our best selling artists is Lewis Capaldi I don't know a country where an that could produce a chart-topping musician who looked like Lewis Capaldi. It literally looks like someone's dropped an omelette. Um, that's mean. Um, and there's one, there's one story that my friend... Uh, we, I was up in Edinburgh last year and I was doing my show Spa Day with, uh, with an, another comedian, Sam Ely, who's one of the funniest people I know, but... Uh, great stand-up, but he's not going to make it because he doesn't. Does, he thinks he's better than social media. See, this is a time when I would be able to say like, "Hey, if you like, trust me, this guy's great. Check out his stuff." But he refuses to put anything online. Um, so is dead technically. Uh, but he has this hilarious story about, and it's such a small story. I don't know why I, I always think about it. About when um. We were in Edinburgh. It was just that I was in Edinburgh and I was in Assembly Gardens and people were saying, it was like news that um, Lewis Capaldi was in town. And then like 10 minutes later, he kind of was, he walked in and he had like two guys walking behind him and he was like walking with a pal. Two guys were like sort of like stealth bodyguards, I think. They didn't look that, but I think that's what they were. And he was um, walking along uh, and... Uh, <laughs> and someone just someone just turned and went hey Capaldi you can't and that's the whole story but I think about that every day and it's just it's why I love the Scottish people and I miss I'm going to miss Edinburgh Fringe Festival so much this year because that guy probably was like that guy was probably going to that probably probably won the Edinburgh Festival award you know the way that they can ha- ha- house a city with people who are like hey Capaldi you can't and still have a city that produces the greatest arts festival in the world. It's a it's a magical place. Um, I think I'm I'm I think I'm related to Lewis Capaldi, genuinely, because we trace. But I'm Italian. I'm Italian, Scottish, English. The the Italian, Scottish are two different sides. But my Italian family, we trace back the heritage, and it goes back to this tiny little. I can't believe I forgot the name of the village. Okay, I'll try and write it here. Um, I come from this tiny little village in Italy, which now has like 2,000 people in. And it's like vaguely outside uh, Lazio or Rome. Um, It's in like central Italy. And I was looking it up and apparently 80% of all Scottish Italians come from uh, three villages in Italy. And one of the villages is the village that my Italian family is from. And it was showing names that are from that village and from my village uh it, the names capaldi and caldori my italian name is caldori caldori uh and his is Cal- capaldi so if you're looking at my snub nose and my sort of flat face that's probably because i'm related to lewis capaldi and peter capaldi you know doctor who related to lewis capaldi we're all 
kind of odd looking British Italians just meshed together. Um, but that's a fun little tidbit, isn't it? But today I'm going to, my boy's gone wild. I'm just going to rant and rave about a new show called Midnight Gospel, which is the best thing I've seen in ages. Honestly, it's by Pendleton Ward and Duncan Trestle. And it's a new cartoon. It's by the creator of Adventure Time and this comedian who's this sort of ethereal being who you see on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's hilarious, who just talks about spirituality, taking DMT, enlightenment, while being very self-aware and just generally hilarious. And they've created one of the masterpieces of animation or tv in general and it's completely changed the way i've looked at tv and animation uh because i've i've been going off tv a bit like i've still love watching films and i love listening or watching podcasts but i find the midpoint of tv very hard to get into like a film watching a good film i feel it's not predictable and there's something you sit down you can really enjoy it listen to a podcast it doesn't ask anything of you like i don't feel this you watching this is should be stressful at all because i'm not asking anything of you there's no you don't really need to pay attention that much you can you can put me on in the tab you can turn me off i'll still be here just talking out my ass and there'll be another one tomorrow it just feels very relaxed but tv because it's in that sort of midpoint and because it has to be sort of short and it's it's like serialized i feel nearly every episode of tv follows this annoying structure especially sitcoms actually where you sort of have the characters and then something terrible happens to them and then they resolve it and because it's tv it just happens over and over again so if you're watching like a series back to back it's just that rhythm of characters say something funny da 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 introduce conflict oh they're not going to be able to do it uh, but they finally just make it out in the end and that's like the, the general uh, structure of most narratives and it, it stresses me out i've ever tried watching like watching fraser watching Sc- even like scrubs watching any show friends watching any tv show even like even great ones like better call saul which is the best show ever um there's something stressful about things constantly going wrong to these characters because that's how they drive a narrative and you kind of need conflict to push a story along but when i'm trying to relax uh, sitting down and just having terrible shit constantly happen to these imaginary people. It really stresses me out. But then I saw Midnight Gospel and all the episodes are up now on Netflix and it's got the most gorgeous, trippy animation and visuals I've seen ever. It kind of combines Escher, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, uh, body horror, all of these things kind of meld into one uh, to create a really peaceful vibe just a very relaxing vibe to watch even though a lot of disgusting stuff happens the colors are so vibrant that it really puts my mind at ease and then the 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 program doesn't follow a normal narrative structure where every episode uh because even like things like rick and morty which are great which is sort of semi-similar things they still follow a thing where something bad happens to the characters. They need to solve it. And by the end, they, you know, even though they did a lot of meta narrative and stuff like that, made it more interesting and less predictable, it still was stressful because nearly every episode, the world is going to end. But in this show, it's about this, this guy called Clancy who's living in this world where there's basically, he's living in a simulation. Uh, 
and he's exploring the simulation by going to all these different worlds. Uh, so he just goes into this computer that's breaking down because he's not ca taking care of it properly. Uh, but he's going into these kind of magical different universes. Every episode he's going to a different universe and they're all bizarre and crazy and beautiful. But because he's not taking care of his uh, computer properly, uh, every single world is on the edge of complete apocalypse. But he, what he's trying to do is produce a space cast, like a basically a podcast. Uh, so he's looking for people, characters in these worlds to interview. But what's incredible is that the podcasts are real podcasts. They're taken from Duncan Trussell's actual podcast, but it's animated to make it look like he's speaking to one of these characters. So he's speaking to real people about real life things. Nearly always the topics are like spirituality, meditation, enlightenment, drugs, and they're funny, they're interesting. Um and all the while they're having this conversation, the world is sort of collapsing around them and they're sort of exploring this world and like guiding you through a sort of uh, trip. But what's incredible is nothing really bad happens in every episode. There's a general overarching narrative of um, anxiety and running away from your problems, yada, 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 fine. But the episodes... Though there's like one, the first episode's about a zombie apocalypse, there's a zombie apocalypse, but nothing ever bad happens to the characters because it's just guiding you through this trip. So they're having this conversation as if nothing's happening while they're like killing zombies and stuff like that. And I just found it so peaceful uh, because there wasn't this exhausting conflict that it really was uh, the best thing I've seen in a long time. So th yeah, this is sort of a review of uh, Midnight Gospel. Um, but yeah, that's that's my boy gone wild is Duncan Trussell and Penderson Ward making the best show at the moment. Uh, Midnight Gospel. Yeah, that's the the end of the the episode. Uh, isn't it wasn't like a normal episode because I'm trying to protect my mental health by just riffing. So I didn't plan this episode at all. Um, let me know if you like the more relaxed ones. I might have to start doing these more often because. Uh, Otherwise, I'll just, I think me and my mum will fall out very badly uh, because but the more well-produced the episode, the worse mood I'm in. Uh, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, I hope you did too. Please look at other podcasts, subscribe, do your thing. Um, yeah. Thing that works, Matt.